0: The Source of Truth is an audio recording of Pastor Ronnie Love sharing Christian encouragement and biblical truth. We hope this podcast can help make your path a bit brighter today. Psalms 119.105 says, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Well, good morning and welcome to the Source of Truth podcast. Thank you for taking time on this Friday uh, to just spend some time in God's word and to be challenged, and encouraged, and just for us to be able to fellowship, even though through social media, to be able to fellowship together uh, for these few moments. Uh, we'll be in Genesis chapter 37 in just a moment. I just wanna mention a couple things about the upcoming weekend. A quick reminder that there will no longer be an uh, extreme mitigation service at nine, so the only morning service should be at 10 o'clock. So we invite you, to be here at 10, if you can on property, if you're comfortable with that. If not, we'll join us online at 10 o'clock as we have a great time and we celebrate the Lord as we really embark into this new year. We're beginning a new sermon series I've entitled Unstoppable. It's actually a study through the book of Acts. The very last verse talks about that they preached the word of God and no one hindered them or no one held them back or they were unstoppable. That what God's plan was in establishing the church and reaching the globe is is unstoppable. And uh, so we're going to be looking at that for quite a while. And I hope you'll join us as we begin our study in that Sunday morning, Sunday night at five, uh, we have our family time together. Uh, there'll be a great time for st- uh, story time for the kids. And then we're going to go through and uh, take a few minutes at the end or take our message time at the end and uh, dive into the book of uh, Revelation. We've already gone through the first few verses and we're going to jump in. As we start into the first, really, three chapters dealing with the different churches that John spoke to. So we're going to be diving into that. Uh, start again to, uh, Sunday night. So two great studies, two great opportunities. Uh, whether you're here on property, whether you're watching online, we really think they'll be a great help. And so we invite you to join us uh, Sunday at 10 and then again at 5. Uh, Genesis chapter 37 this morning, as we look at something, uh, it's, it, I'm going to kind of pull a couple thoughts. I won't, obviously won't be too much long ago that we talked a little bit about this topic per se. There was a time back when we were studying proverbs. there's a verse that references, and I won't quote it exactly, I didn't look it up this morning, but a verse that references where they say that uh, there are people who will find any reason to not do work or will make up obstacles to not do work. so One of them said that someone said, there's a line in the street, I cannot go out. Uh, There wasn't really a line in the street in that scenario. What they're saying is people who are uh, lazy or don't want to actually do what they're supposed to um, will find every reason not to, they'll create scenarios. There's a line in the street. There's this, there's that, I can't do that. And they're gonna find every reason. They're gonna create obstacles, some of them valid, that could be overcome, some of them actually not true. And what we see is, and it's become relatively true in our culture, it doesn't take much for us in our culture to find a reason not to do something. It doesn't take much to say, well, you know, this problem is, and we can go back and look over the last year and come up with 10 different things. But the problem is culture will always bring up obstacles. And if we stop serving, if we stop working, if we just say, I can't do this and I can't do that based upon an obstacle. I, I picture college students right now, even high school students right now, a large portion of them, trying to learn virtually as, as we're doing right now. It's complicated. It's one thing to receive uh, some Bible instruction and a devotional. It's another thing to base your entire the remainder of your life and education on a screen, it's just really complicated, and and so for some this is an obstacle that may say I just quit. For some they're going to say I don't like this, but I'm going to push forward. And for some, be very honest, the virtual just won't work. It won't give them the education they need. And and it's, there's a lot. that's just it's a complicated time. That would be a legitimate obstacle. There are some who say I got to get up early in the morning. I remember when I went to college. Um, for whatever reason, our college decided that they should start their classes at 7 o'clock in the morning. And so uh, and they told me, don't worry, only your freshman year will have 7 o'clock classes. And I had 7 o'clock classes every semester except for one semester my senior year. And I looked at all that and it was, it was tiring, especially when you're working. You know, you don't go to bed at 1 in the morning, you got to be in class by 7. A lot of us men were like that. But, you know, a lot of people said seven o'clock classes, and they, they either they just refuse to take any classes before nine o'clock. Well, most of the core classes were there. Simply ends up, they just didn't graduate, they didn't finish, they didn't do it because of this obstacle. So what we're going to look at today is we're going to see uh, something from Joseph, a level of his integrity that's kind of seen in practice, that's kind of seen uh, in, in being filled out, which we mentioned the other day that God didn't necessarily bless Joseph, because of his obedience in these circumstances between the pit and his house and jail, God placed him in these things because of his obedience, because he knew he could handle it, because he knew that he would honor him in these obstacles and allowing himself to be placed where God needed him so that he could be face-to-face with Pharaoh. So let's go ahead and look at these verses. Verse number 12, Genesis 37, verse 12. And his brethren went to feed their father's flock in Shechem. And Israel said unto Joseph, Do not thy brethren feed the flock in Shechem? Come, and I will send thee unto them. And he said unto them, Here am I. And he said to him, Go, I pray thee, see whether it be well with thy brethren and well with the flocks, and bring me word again. So he sent him out of the veil of Hebron, and he came to Shechem. Now there's two thoughts. I'm going to start with this one. We'll read the next couple of verses in a second. We just read not that, you know, just was it yesterday, not that long ago, with the coat of many colors, with the fact that everybody knew Joseph was the favorite, with now the visions and the dreams these brothers hated him. And so here's what happens. Joseph, Jacob comes, Israel comes to Joseph and says, I need you to go. I need you to check on him, see how they're doing, coming back. First thing recognized, Joseph's not with them. Joseph's not taking care of the sheep. And we mentioned that the average working garment was not colorful. Joseph's was. Very likely, Joseph was not asked to do what his brothers were. They're out doing the shepherding, and he's not. Maybe he's in a position of royalty. Maybe he's in a position of power in his home. Maybe his dad just said Joseph's not going. Either way, he wasn't there. And so he sent out to, to check on them. And I don't think he was sent to snitch, as we call it today. He was checking just to see how they were doing. Is there anything they need? Is there any struggles going on? Shepherding was not always a, an easy job because so many wild animals would want to come and eat the sheep. So it was not always an easy job. And there would be other people outside of where they lived at this time that could have caused grief. So they're just checking on them. And they could be gone for weeks at a time, if not longer. So Joseph, what does he do? He doesn't sit back and say, Dad, you don't get these guys hate me. I even should be there, and young, I'm younger than them, and I should be out there, but I'm not, I'm here. You know, I, I, they hate me, and there could have been a long complaint about the drama inside the home, which was a real drama. There could have been that. Joseph could have easily given an argument and complaint to his dad about that. Joseph chose not to do that. The phrase here, um, I'm trying to exactly find words. It says the end of verse 13, what does Joseph say? Here I am. Here I am go ahead. In the Hebrew construct, it literally doesn't talk about, well, I don't know. It's like, okay, whatever you want. If whatever you want me to do, I'll do. Same idea when, same construct that when God came to Abraham a couple times and asked him to do something and Abraham quickly, here I am. Or when God asked Abraham to offer up Isaac, it was a, it was, it's, there's more to it than just, okay, I'll do what you want. There was a submissive heart to the aspect of whatever you want me to do, I will do. And I may understand they don't like me. I may understand there'll be some issues or maybe things I'm uncomfortable with. Father, I will do what you've asked me to do. This is a very important part about the heart of somebody who can be used of God. You know, Joseph ended up in authority and we know he had to go through the pit, Potiphar's house in prison to be able to get there. But God placed him in these things because he knew the integrity. He knew the heart of Joseph. And this is one of the reasons. In the midst of the drama, in the midst of the things where he knew there were issues, he still was in obedience. I think of um, David. Remember David when he was asked of his father Jesse to go... um, to uh, to see see his brothers at war during the story of um, David and Goliath, there's a couple of interesting points that a lot of times we miss. The first one was that before David collected the food and took it to his brothers at battle, there's a phrase that simply says he left his sheep with someone. He made sure that his initial responsibility of taking care of those sheep was taken care of before. He didn't just say, well, Dad, you told me to do it. It's your job to find a shepherd. No, he took care of the responsibility of a shepherd, then he went when he gets to uh to see Goliath, and he is beginning to, he wants to go and talk to the people, he has his cart and his food, he left it with somebody to keep an eye on. And both times, he still remembered the initial responsibility. Uh, let me tell you one thing I think is important. I don't like to use the phrase, "As a Christian, we should do this, we should better. But as someone who desires to honor God and follow God in this, ethics responsibility should be something known. That should be normal for us. The world should look at us and say, well, we're, you know, they're a decent workers, They're below average. And I'm not talking producing work. I'm talking about our character, being on time, sticking around, doing our job, doing our best. Uh, the Bible says, whether therefore you eat or drink or whatsoever, you do do all to the glory of God. What we do, what we say, how we work, how we act, what our neighbors see, what our family see, this is a representation of Jesus. I'm not stating perfection. We can't be perfect. So to, to claim it is ridiculous. You see, if you try to bring yourself across as someone perfect that you're going to, people are going to point out the weaknesses. I'm talking about someone who humbly just does their best, even though sometimes we said the other day, not everybody's going to like that. It's okay. We're still going to do our best because we do it to honor God. And we do it because we know that God has something bigger for us and God desires to see character in the moment. And so the first thing we see is the importance of just character, in spite of what would be uncomfortable circumstances. But I want to see how this character went even a little further. And so he, um, he says, "'Go, I pray thee,' and, and Joseph goes out to Shechem to find his brothers and talk. Verse 15, "'And a certain man found him, found Joseph, and, behold, he was wandering in the field. And the man asked him, saying, "'What seekest thou?' And he said, "'I, I seek my brethren. Tell me, I pray thee, where they feed their flocks.' And the man said, They are departed hence, for I heard them say, Let us go to Dotham. And Joseph went after his brethren and found them in Dotham. Now, here's the premise I want to get to. The major aspect of the long story about him being thrown in a pit and everything comes up in, here in a few verses, and we'll deal with that next time. What I want us to see was that there's a passage where Jesus was teaching and they talked about the idea that if someone compels you to go a mile, go with them twain. Literally in that passage means they, they had the right to take you away from your livelihood and make you carry their goods for a mile. It was a, an oppressive thing because when you left your table or whatever work you were doing, things could be stolen. There's a lot of negativity to being asked by an oppressor to go a mile. So it was not a good thing. He says, go with them twain. Go the extra mile. You know, talk about loving your enemy, love them anyway. In this situation, I understand you've been asked to do something that's not right, it's not fair, it could become a, a problem for you in the business. Don't just go one mile, carry it two. Go above and beyond, even in negative, not just in good, but in negative. This is what Joseph did. Joseph didn't see the obstacle, the lying in the street. Joseph didn't see, well, they don't like me, they don't this. Joseph could have gotten to, to check it Now, please remember, this would have been probably more than a day's journey, um, a lot of that part of the area is desert, and so, it would, you know, there's, they had to travel to places to be able to feed the sheep. So, you know, this, would, this is not an easy just, okay, I'll be there in an hour or two, and he walked the entire way. This would have been a serious journey. And so he gets there. He might have been tired, whatever. He gets there and realizes they're not where they're supposed to be. Well, I'm just going to go tell my dad. That's in him. What does Joseph do? Joseph says, I've been asked to see how my brothers are doing. So he goes even further. He says he's not here. When he found out they weren't where they thought they would be, he could have gone home. He chose to go further, continue because this is what he's been asked to do. Now, here's the th- unique part: as we'll talk about you know tomorrow, but it fits him with this app or next time it fits him with this application. <laughs> this extra step he took to go was what ended up, in, which which ended him up in a pit. Him taking that If he had just gone home, he would have never ended up in the pit. And you can, you know, how you do this where. If I hadn't done this, if I kind of read, we look in the past and we kind of look at the scenarios that lead up to something. And if I had just made one or two different decisions, I wouldn't be in this spot. You could say, Joseph, if he'd just gone home, he wouldn't have been thrown in pit, wouldn't have been thrown in slavery. All these things wouldn't have happened. It's easy for us to look back and say, man, if I had just done one or two things differently, can, can we be careful in the fact that we have a free will? And yes, our decisions have consequences. But if we think that our entire life is completely fallen apart because of one bad day, we really limit the true power of God in our life. Yes, my decision will have its consequences, but I'm not convinced that God is so weak that I make one or two bad decisions and my entire life falls apart because of it, especially if I'm willing to come get it right. Joseph, at the same case, was actually doing right. He went the extra mile. He followed all the principles, and here's what we say. You know, he did everything right, and it came back to haunt him. No good deed goes unpunished, those kind of phrases. It's easy for us to evaluate all of that from a negative mindset. What I want to advise us today is not to see the events of when we do right doesn't seem to work as a negative mindset, but somehow God is planned this or can use this for his honor and his glory. We may not fully understand why or how, but he can, and He will if we allow him to, if we remain tender, if we walk with God, if we have a a heart that walks with God, so that way when these things happen, I'm not going to understand it. And I won't even see initially how being thrown into the pit, the day of my pit, all the struggle that comes with it, I won't be able to see how this could ever fulfill what God's doing in my life. I don't need to see that. I need to know that God's in control, that I'm right with God, and somehow he will use this. And that's just, that's the point. That's where trust, that's faith in action, faith in that works. True faith develops is more than just believing God can or God will, God is. God is doing something. And if I'm right with God, then I believe he is. And I have to trust in that. This is not an easy one because our culture says, if you can find a reason to get out, do it, it's someone else's fault. May we have that example of Jesus where we take responsibility, we do it while, and our testimony Is one that honors God and is one of ethics. Don't get me wrong. We've said this before. Those who do not want to be ethical will not always like it. We're We're not trying to be arrogant or above anybody else. We're trying just to step out and say, this is right, and we do it because it's right, because God watches. That is the core of what everything Joseph said. Later, we'll see Joseph tells Potiphar's wife, how can I do this wickedness and sin against God? All of this, years into slavery, he still recognized God's presence and his desire to please him. May that be our goal, and I believe it's what drove him in many, if not all, of his decisions as we read this story. May that be our goal. As we strive to live the dream, as we strive to see what God's going to do, may we remember that it starts with, I don't know what's coming tomorrow, I can't make control, but I can do what's right today. I can do what's right today. And if I do what's right today in the eyes of God, then I'll let God take care of tomorrow. And that is all that God asks of me. Thank you so much for taking this time on this Friday to join us for a few minutes in God's Word. And I uh, hope that you had a, I hope it was encouragement. I hope you've had a good week. Uh, we're praying for many of you that are struggling in different scenarios, some of them financially, some of them marriage issues. As I've talked to people on the phone, some of the Casters, uh, Mrs. Casters' mom in, in hospital with COVID. There's just a lot of battles. Will We continue to pray for each other and pray for the church and pray for our country. If nothing else, the things we see right now should drive us to our knees. And may we stay close to God during this time. Well, we look forward to seeing you Sunday morning again, just 10 o'clock and 5 o'clock, and uh, either in person here or online. And we hope it'll be encouragement So, you. Hope you have a great weekend. And we look forward to seeing you next time.